Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Here's your money briefing for Thursday, February 29th. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. As the hole that food prices dig into your wallet gets deeper, consumers are becoming more resourceful when it comes to shopping and planning meals. We talk to shoppers who really check their pantries before going to the grocery store and make sure they know what they actually really do need because they really want to eliminate food waste. You know, a lot of people are making more, you could say, humbler meals. Maybe instead of big, elaborate dinners, they're just doing something like a simple casserole to try to save money. We'll talk to Wall Street Journal reporter Heather Haddon about other ways consumers are trying to trim their grocery bill after the break. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. Stubborn food inflation is causing consumers to get creative in their kitchen and the grocery store. Wall Street Journal reporter Heather Haddon joins me. Heather, you recently reported on how high food prices have gotten And people responded to your story with all the strategies they've used to cope with inflation. Before we get into the creative ways they're saving, tell me why food is so expensive right now. Well, there's many reasons that food has gone up. We've been experiencing inflation for lots of products since the pandemic and since we've been battling this inflationary spike. And aspects of the food basket, some of those um, inflationary pressures have just lingered longer. So... There's a lot of inputs that go into food, some which are still inflationary, like cocoa is one when it comes to uh, packaged food. And on the restaurant side, particularly labor has really been a pressure that is not going away and is not expected to go away anytime soon, both because of minimum wage increases and also just the need for restaurants to staff up. But they ended up spending a lot more on workers and they have to pass along those costs. And that means higher prices for shoppers. One place where people see the high cost of food almost on a daily basis is at the grocery store. How are some people adjusting their approach to shopping for food? People are really doing a more surgical approach to their grocery shopping. I mean, maybe in the past people would just go in, not have a list necessarily, not have coupons. But now people are really prepared. We talk to shoppers who really check their pantries before going to the grocery store, make sure they don't need anything extra, and make sure they know what they actually really do need because they really want to eliminate food waste. That's something that really came out through all this reporting is people are much more conscious of wasting food than they used to be because food is so expensive. So people are going to more affordable kinds of grocery stores like an Aldi instead of maybe higher end grocery stores. They try to just really pare back what they're buying. And, you know, a lot of people are making more, you could say, humbler meals, maybe instead of big elaborate dinners, they're just doing something like a simple casserole to try to save money. 
Yeah. Some people talk to you about being more creative with the ingredients for meals. What do they tell you about that? You know, you can look in your pantry and take, say, like one consumer, um, canned tuna, canned cream of mushroom soup, onions and garlic, egg noodles, boom, you got a casserole. And that sounds nourishing and hearty, but maybe it's not as good as some of the pork tops they used to make. So that's kind of an example of ways to just be a little more frugal and economical and maybe look at pantry staples as a way to cook. We talk to consumers who are just avoiding organic produce. You know, maybe they used to splurge on that kind of stuff and now they don't. Other people were just really paring back on cookies, chips, things that are nice little indulgences, but um, they're just trying to trim it out. The price of meat, for one, has risen sharply. Are people adjusting their actual diet in order to save money? Yeah, we definitely talked to people who said they were vegetarians before or ate a few pieces of meat before, and now they really are steadfast on that, and they're trying to get their family members to do the same. I talked to a woman from Phoenix who is hosting a vegetarian potluck for her family members, and everyone is going to bring their own dish. Instead of eating out or eating a lot of meat, they're all going to just eat soups and stews instead, made with lentils, and try to exchange recipes and be creative like that. Rather than sifting through grocery prices, you heard from people that just decided to grow their own food. How's that helping them save money? That kind of backyard garden can save you money from buying a lot of vegetables. And one man from New Jersey said he spends about $200 on the fertilizer and seeds, but then he saves hundreds of dollars across the year from not having to buy tomatoes and kale and cucumbers and melons because his gardens are very productive and he even will take stuff he can freeze and then freeze it if he can. He's really got it down to a science. I mean, we did talk to a lot of people who said an addition of a freezer, an extra freezer is really helping them save. You mentioned people going to different stores and they're probably seeing different kinds of prices and different sale prices and some foods that are not discounted. It's almost as if they might need a spreadsheet to keep up with everything. Yeah, the Phoenix woman I talked to said she has what she calls her canned peach index, where she kind of tracks canned peach prices to see where things are headed. And the very detailed folks do really track prices down to the nickels and dimes because they really are trying to stay within a budget. And the ubiquity of budgeting software has made a lot of this more possible. People can see how much are they spending on food and how much of their discretionary income is going there and that they may want to whittle that down. And these are ways that they can do that. What are food companies doing to appeal to consumers who are coping with high food prices? Kellogg's CEO said that folks should eat cereal for dinner. That's one strategy. Consumers might feel very conflicted about that. But outside of that, there are food companies are trying to offer promotions and deals to try to get people to come back to their products. There is a convenience aspect to a lot of this that the cooking for yourself every night, it's hard. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of planning and not everyone has that time and planning. And I think these packaged good companies are trying to emphasize their convenience to folks, even those who might be feeling a little tight financially. These strategies are working for some people, but for people who are still looking for prices to go down, what has to happen for food inflation to come down? Well, on the restaurant side, I don't know when we're going to see that because the wages are continuing to go up and that's a real pressure for these restaurants. On the grocery side, some food may go down later this year. There are commodities that have fallen quite a bit since the peaks. We think about when the Ukrainian war first broke out, the cost for a lot of edible oils just shot up in such a big way. And a lot of those prices are now falling. So there could be relief in some parts 
of the grocery store, but likely not all. Again, that cocoa, which is used for candy bars and all kinds of sweets and treats, it's very high still and it's expected to remain there. That's WSJ reporter Heather Haddon. And that's it for your Money Briefing. This episode was produced by Ariana Osperu with supervising producer Melanie Roy. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.